we be doing this show? You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It is episode 170 of The Wrestling Life. We've done 170 of these things. Good lord. I'm Ethan. (laughs) And I'm Liam. Liam, what are we doing with our lives? It's a, it's a question we ask ourselves every week. But we got some good things to talk about this week. So much to talk about. And so many things we can't talk about. All in. It's the biggest news probably in the wrestling world all, all year, or it's going to be. The fact that a non-WWE promoted show drew a reported 11263 in Chicago. And Pro Wrestling Tees did $500,000 in t-shirt sales over the weekend. Big weekend for wrestling in North America. What are your uh, hot takes on All In? Uh, It was a really good show, and it was fun. And as we discussed last week, I think it's, uh, you know, those four or five guys... Uh, in the Bullet Club, kind of hold the future of of whatever the number two promotion in in uh, in the world is going to be in the palm of their hands, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. You still think they're gonna? I I still think they're gonna start their own thing. <laughs> well, I guess my thought was, I mean, absolutely, this was not a one time thing. But do you? I I could see. It depends on, I guess, if they're interested in running the day to day. Or if they could take more of the the House of Hardcore PWG approach where you run shows kind of all over the world. Like, you know, House of Hardcore did a tour of the UK. They did shows in Canada. They've done, you know, plenty of shows all around the U.S. And But they don't, they're not a weekly uh, promotion, so they can still draw talent from everywhere. Like, people are allowed to work there who wouldn't be allowed to work there if they were having weekly television and trying to compete with ring of honor or, or TNA or any of those places. So I guess that's, I definitely think no matter what all in is a promotion going forward. I think the interesting part will be whether or not it's a, we want to be the number two promotion in the world thing, or if they're satisfied with just uh, doing, you know, six to 10 big shows a year and, and drawing bigger crowds. Um, what are your instincts here? You think it's still, you think they're still coming for ring of honor, whether they know it or not? Probably. Uh, my, I think there's a, I think you got to go bigger than the house of hardcore PWG model, but I could see them being conservative and not. I just think that they're going to get TV and, there's a demand for a lot of products. So I feel like impact is almost not the creative, but the business model of you tape 12 weeks of TV, two or three days a month. And then you build around three or four tent pole shows every year, do live pay-per-views four times a year. I think that could be profitable. I, I don't know. 
Well, TNA probably could have been profitable when they, you know, when they when they had good TV. It, just, it wasn't. They spent a lot of money where they didn't need to, so it's certainly possible. I mean, that's and obviously that's what you and me and everybody has said for years is that there can't you need it just all depends on where you have TV, right? Right. So it's can they get Spike TV back interested? Can they get? Uh, I I don't even know. Like, what are the what are the levels of TV where they can go to that that model? Is does it have to be a Spike TV level? Like, I don't I don't know what kind of reach WGN has. I know they have some original programming now, but I don't I don't see that that as being like that that much of a bigger deal compared to. Yeah, I mean, it's it feels like a bigger deal than like pop, but it's not yeah. it doesn't feel like it's it's obviously not a mainstream or even basic you know mainstream for basic cable station yeah i think as you know in terms of reach i think wgn is in a lot of homes i don't know what the percentage is i don't have them on uh, my cable package but i have i don't have like a bare bones cable package but i have like maybe a step above the bare bones one (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so uh like i didn't see the pre-show on saturday but I think in terms of exposure, WGN America is pretty good, but in terms of money, I don't think they have the kind of money to throw around where you'd want to fund a wrestling promotion where you bring in a, a bunch of named talent that's get yeah. that, that's used to getting paid at a certain level. Yeah, that's that's a good point because uh, I mean it's worth pointing out their audience is obviously hardcore enough that they would seek out that product and they would find you know they would <laughs> as the old saying goes check check their local listings to find out if if they got WGN and if they did what the channel would be. So I'm sure it's not that people wouldn't watch necessarily. They obviously have a very, you know, a very loyal and uh, a very loyal audience, but yeah, the amount of money they would be getting from WGN cannot compete with, I guess it's, it's not spike anymore. It's Paramount or, 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 you know, yeah. And T or any of those. And Paramount too. I don't know how much money they have to throw around. I mean, they're kind of out of, it feels like they're kind of out of the, we're branding just for men, you know, 18 to 34 business. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they were with Spike. I mean, they have a lot, they run a lot of sitcom uh, reruns, like all those kind of basic cable stations do. They run a bunch of sitcom uh, reruns during the day. And they have like Bar Rescue and one television show, which I love, by the way. I love uh, television shows. I've realized here in my 34th year of life. I love television shows where there are, there are businesses and a, uh, a white man comes in and, <laughs> and screams and points out everything that's wrong with the business and makes the people that works there fix them. <laughs> Big fan of that, that yeah. business model. Yes. Uh, Kitchen Nightmares, Bar Rescue, The Profit, um, I could go on and on, but anyway. I just always like, it's like, oh, wait, it's a bad thing to let rats live in your freezer. <laughs> it's like, yep, we needed Gordon Ramsay to tell us that, apparently. Apparently so. I just like that the people that go on this show have no qualms about being made to seem like the dumbest people that have ever lived. <laughs> what do you think, Gordon Ramsay? You know, you're signing these things to have these cameras to put in your in your bar. Do you think John Taffer's coming by to <laughs> tell you what a swell job you're doing? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, anyway, anyway, I don't think Paramount has has you know. I don't know. I could see them being interested. Uh, they still run uh, Bellator. I mean, right. 
I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I don't know. I I, I think I mean there's no shortage of of, of places. I, I could see it ending up on A and E or something. Um Yeah, I don't like I think anybody looks at the numbers they did they did in Chicago this weekend, the t shirt numbers they do. Um I think anybody's gonna look at that and see dollar signs and gonna be at least willing to give them, you know, an initial thirteen week run or something. Yeah, no, I think I think that's absolutely fair. Um and I mean we were kinda joking about last week, but maybe they really should go on Shark Tank. I've I've heard a hey, I've heard a lot worse ideas than that. I mean they've got they had like name brand sponsors. They had as you mentioned, the the T-shirt sales they already got, you know, what essentially was an hour-long commercial on WGN for their product. And uh, according to the spokesman from Fight TV, they did whatever this means. They did ten times the amount of pay-per-view buys they expected to do. So it's like, okay, if you want to invest in a product that people are willing to put their dollars into, and clearly that's what this is right now. Uh, yeah, that's I definitely see. And then you look at. The, the ratings that WWE does and all in was pretty good about making itself look like a WWE product, not in a bad way, but you know, make itself look big league. So I think, yeah, there's def there's definitely gonna be a lot of people looking at this and it's definitely a, a, a really exciting time. But yeah, I think as I said at the kind of the top of this, those, those, you know, those, those few guys are going to end up being some of the most important, players in North American pro wrestling since uh, I don't know since ever I guess well um, as far as the show itself the matches itself on the show uh, what stood out to you that street fight uh, I saw a lot of it I missed a little bit of it. I missed the penises <laughs> um, I usually try to miss the penises mm. I missed the penises in the street fight but what I saw that was just insane. Um, and I thought the main event was they got their time cut more in half reportedly, more than in half uh, reportedly. Yeah. And I couldn't tell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's exactly what I wanted that match to be. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty phenomenal. I, uh, street fight was pretty crazy. I, I, I was, uh, as I mentioned last week, big fan of Arrow. So on the on the celebrity wrestling match curve, I think I think they hit a home run, and also that Christopher Daniels probably doesn't get the credit, he or probably won't get the credit he deserves for what a talented dude he is. I mean, he's been around forever, and he's always been like second or third best because he's been in companies with AJ Styles and Joe, and you know, and more recently has worked with. You know these Bullet Club guys that kind of outshine everybody they're in the ring with, but I mean, what just like a solid, like great worker Christopher Daniels is. Yeah, uh, noticed a couple of spots in that match where Mel was either out of position or, uh, but like it's like his third pro wrestling match ever, right? He's better <laughs> than Shane McMahon significantly. I'm not going to argue with you in terms of getting somebody hurt. Like he was, 
not in danger of uh, breaking his own neck or breaking Christopher Daniels neck. It was, more, it was more like, Oh, he was a little bit out of position in on taking a best moonsault ever. <laughs> sure. It was, yeah, there was, there was a couple spots where it looked like he definitely looked like a deer in the headlights. But again, on the, if we're grading on the curb of, of a, of a being a celebrity match, I think it's unquestionably was a, was a, was a big success. And, yeah, I I really enjoyed Omega and Pentagon. I thought I it, I was more than I expected. Kenny didn't wear his house show tights. Uh, <laughs> you know, he had his work. He and he and Pentagon had their working boots on. That's the other thing, maybe too. Just you know, there's a lot of this crowd was here to love this show, yeah. and it probably would have been very easy for certain guys to just do their entrance and do a couple big moves and go home and take their payday. Yeah. And everybody had their working boots on the show. Everybody worked very, very hard. So it credits all all the performers as well. They everything was pretty much a home run. And then yeah, that main event, it was it was crazy. It was a sprint, but the idea that that oh, it, we were supposed to go another fourteen minutes or whatever. Uh, is, it's like nah, I think it was pretty <laughs> for what I mean. The it's it's to me it, it's much more memorable because of the pace they cut and what they got in in those 12 minutes and not really messing anything up was so impressive that it's it ended up being more memorable to me than what it would have been which is another great young bucks six-man tag match so that was uh everybody still got a moment to shine uh bandito who seemed like the least known person of everybody to the crowd and then to the audience watching Got got a couple of nice moments to shine as well as as well as everybody else. So, yeah, not not a lot of complaints uh, that I saw, minus uh, some mixed reviews on the penises. <laughs> I I can nit, I can nitpick the announcers too. Um, Ian Raccaboni from ROH, he's kind of cheesy, but I think he's totally he's got a little Mike Tenay in him. I think he's totally acceptable. Like everything he sounds kind of sounds like a car, like he's a carny. So yeah. I don't know if you totally believe everything out of you know. Then that's that can be difficult sometimes for a play-by-play guy because he's supposed to be the one, you know, helping tell the story. But he overall, strikes me, he strikes me as more sincere than say Josh Matthews. Sure, um, yeah, I, and I think you can tell that he was you know trained by Kevin Kelly. I think there are a lot of similarities in their games. Sure. So I think he's totally passable, and to me, Don Callis is like a dollar store Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you go back and I'm, I bring this up every stupid week. I sound like Brian Stupid Alvarez, but uh, I'm going I'm watching these old WCW shows from the early '90s <laughs> when uh, when when Jesse Ventura was there, and Jesse was supposedly you know mailing it in, just collecting a paycheck, and sure. <laughs> all this stuff. Jesse was significantly better than almost anyone that has ever done that job even when he was supposedly mailing it in <laughs> in WCW. I think he was still trying in WCW at least before Hogan got there. Yeah, but, and also and unlike uh Bobby, he didn't he wasn't sauced half the time while he was working at WCW. Allegedly. allegedly. Uh, I think there's some stories in somebody's book about Jesse later having okay, some well, he hit it better let's just say that <laughs> yeah that's fair uh, well i mean if we're gonna talk about people being sauced on the air we can talk about jim ross <laughs> oh boy this <That's>... year 
He's not good anymore. Like, I don't know if that's a news flash. I feel weird talking about it because it's sad, but he is, you know, being asked to call a live show. And what is, you know, some of the guys working on that show, their biggest opportunity to work in front of a North American audience ever. And he's not helping them get over, which is the announcer's job. He was really good in the May Young Classic last year, which was pre taped mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and was a WWE production. And he probably wasn't, you know, sipping Moscow mules uh, in between takes. Yeah. And he carried Lita on that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so Amy third place. That's such, such, such a disparaging thing to say. I didn't say it. You did. No. How dare you? She's a nice lady. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just. I just know she's your least favorite of all your favorites, and yet you told her that <laughs> in no uncertain terms. <laughs> well, I told her you sometimes you gotta make a choice. At some point, you gotta make a choice. Right. <laughs> you were not worth it, Lita. Is that what you told her? Jeez. But anyway, so yeah, Don Callis is like a dollar store Jesse Ventura. Excalibur was a God awful. He sounded like, you know, when I was a child and I would have matches with my action figures uh, and I would <laughs> I would do my own play by play. I was significantly better than Excalibur who couldn't just <laughs> who couldn't decide if he was a baby face, a heel, a play by play guy or a color guy. Well, don't you just feel like that's going to happen because now people have grown up on like Raws and Nitros from the late 90s and 2000s? Oh God! Where it means commentators it's suck forever. <laughs> yeah, because I think people are, you know, and there will be outliers, but for the most part, I think they're going to always. They're everybody's going to do that. They're all just going to do like all co- color commentators are going to end up being sarcastic, snarky guys who are who will crap on both baby faces and heels depending on where when it suits them, and all play by play guys will be inoffensive but not great either. Ugh, that's really depressing. <laughs> I mean, hey, again, would love to be proven wrong, but uh, as 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 our listener knows, I rarely ever am. Timmy Baltimore was great on that show, though. He only, he only did the one match, but I would like to hear him more often. You know who was not great was uh, Tennille Dashwood and Mandy Leon. I thought Mandy Leon was all right. Eh, I don't know. I. I thought they were just, it sounded to me like when they put a girl on on commentary on Raw, not Renee, when they put one of the female wrestlers on on commentary on Raw and they didn't give them a lot of words to say. So they're just, the announcers keep throwing to them and they have like three word responses because they weren't prepared. Minute 37, if you want to clean this this up and salvage your reputation as a woman as a woman respecter mm, no nah, i'm gonna let that i i could see uh your point maybe with tenille dashwood there a little bit but i thought mandy was actually okay like i didn't think she was um she should <laughs> necessarily be on commentary for somebody weekly but in terms of being that being in that spot i thought she had she at least had, she had an idea of what she was doing you know Okay, that's fair. Um, and I will just mention uh, for the women's match, uh, while I'm respecting women, 
Uh, Britt Baker, I'm sorry, Dr. Britt Baker came out to Adam Cole's theme. Yeah. Nobody chanted for Adam Cole. That's like, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Like they obviously they acknowledged that it was a tribute. And later in the match, uh, Chelsea Green did the broski boot. And again, it was acknowledged that it was a tribute, but they didn't take over the match chanting for any of these uh, women's significant others. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a point I have not seen or heard mentioned anywhere else. Nice job. I just I, just, I love that Adam Cole song so much. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. Anyway, all right, let's. So go all in this weird hole, weird hole that I dug us into for once. Yeah, all in was great. Uh, SmackDown this week was made evented by our truth, <laughs> and Raw ended with Mike Canellis beating up the Shield. <laughs> Just as we all suspected it would. <laughs> like, what, what, what is going on here, man? Oh, I, I guess the big takeaway from WWE television this week is it sure seems like Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle again. Is that what you got out of that? That's what I got out of that. Okay, because I've seen them do that segment like 18 times and he never wrestles. So, I don't know. This is pretty pointed, and he did it with the guy. Yeah, the guy taunted him and said that you need to come after me if you're going to come out of retirement like i took it to mean that sean is gonna that's going to be a three-way at super showdown you really think sean's gonna wrestle at not a wrestlemania though i do okay (laughs) i think he's going to be in a three-way with triple h and the undertaker in a wrestling match okay counterpoint that's stupid i don't disagree but the idea that that's what he would come back for after all this time. I, look, if he's getting paid and that is what happens, God bless him. Um, well, you see all these interviews he does where he talks about how, you know, people are always after, after him to come back. And he's, he's always been no. And it's always he went, they want to put him in there with some young guy. And he's like, if I had to do something, it would have to involve Hunter. It's like, why? First of all, why? <laughs> Second of all. I think he's going to be the best worker in that match. Well, I have no doubt about that. But if he's <laughs> if he's fifty percent of what he was, it's still going to be sad. If he's fifty percent of what he was, he's going to be better than at least a third of the roster. Again, I'm not denying that, but that he's it. It's going to be him moving slower, and it's going to be him with short hair, and it's going to be him. <laughs> looking like a grandfather and that is sad and and it's it doesn't matter if he's better than everybody else if he's slower than he used to be it's going to be sad well you know they're putting my theory too is that hunter knows that hunter can't go anymore and so they're putting sean in there to carry the thing i I don't know man this is just this is all so preposterous to me that this that this is what a he would agree to to come back for after all this time, and b that this is what I I, I just this boggles my mind. All of this. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying he definitely won't come back. But to me, I thought if he does come back, I didn't think it would be in like four weeks. Well, that's just remember how they didn't promote John Cena versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania this year. That's true. <laughs> And remember, you know how they're making such a big deal of the Super Showdown show, even yeah. though even though they have Hell in a Cell in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you're laying out a compelling case. I just, 
it's one of those things that I'm I'm gonna have to see it to believe it. I just I don't I can't believe that that guy <laughs> would be would have that type of mindset after all this time. It's gotta involve Hunter. Nothing's gotta involve Hunter. He's said it in interviews. I believe you. I'm saying <laughs> I think he's dumb and maybe can maybe has permanent brain damage from his career. He got beat up by Marines and got his head slammed in a car door. Yeah. That's also did a lot of drugs. Yes. Yes, he did. Allegedly. I don't think there's anything alleged about it. I'm pretty sure he's admitted to it. Anyway, so uh, other takeaways from Raw for me. Um, we need to get Sarah Logan into another career. Maybe this is, I can't think of anything that's not going to come off very well. I was going to suggest welder. What do you think? I was going to say bulldozer driver. <laughs> bulldozer operator. Well, mine was hard. <laughs> I mean, she's still, you know, she can dig and... You know, I, I don't. She just shouldn't be in a wrestling ring, man, because she's going to get somebody killed. Well, I will just say I watched the match that uh, the Bellas had with the Riot squad, and they decided to leave Ruby Riot out of the match uh, and have Liv and Sarah Logan work with her. And when I watched that match and I saw Brie, Brie and. Between Brie and Sarah, I think they were supposed to do a spot where Brie went for a dive and Sarah punched her yeah, before she dove through the ropes. But Sarah was very late, and so uh, Brie just kind of had to pretend she tripped. And then later, Brie did her dive and did trip and or did catch her leg on the middle rope or whatever and fell on her face. And Sarah and Ruby had to pretend that she that she hit them. Um, so what I came out of out of that match is that Liv Morgan was the best worker in that whole match is what I came out of there with. I think that's quite the state of things. Yeah. Wait, let's like we talked about this. Like Nikki was like okay by the end of her last run because she had just been in the ring so much. Yes. Because you know, she was allowed to have matches that went more than three minutes. Yes. But she's also not worked for you know regularly for well over a year so right yeah Liv Liv Morgan was the best worker in that match and for whatever reason Ruby Riot who I think we both agree is a, is a pretty darn good worker uh was not put in that match I know I believe that I thought I had to convince you of the fact that Ruby Riot could work uh, I, mean, I don't think she's one of the ah, maybe she is one of the better ones. I'm, I don't have a high <laughs> opinion of the working ability of most of the women on Raw, if we're being honest. Ember's all right. Ember's pretty good. Sasha and Bailey can go. Um, Bailey's regressed though. Sure, but I saw her you... mess up. She and Logan screwed up a baseball slide two weeks ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I I have no comeback. I. <laughs> I don't remember any match. Despite the fact they've had 3,000 matches together, <laughs> I remember not one second of any match Bailey has ever had with the member of the Riot Squad. That's fair. Um, and, like, I mean, Alexa's fine. and She's regressed, too, because she doesn't like taking bumps anymore. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> and, she, and anatomically, she probably shouldn't. 
Yeah, and you know, I don't think Natalia was ever very good, but she was like the shiniest of of the workers there, the most polished of the workers. It was really it was really difficult to ever say I've seen her be really good. But sure. I, think she, I think she's more um, fundamentally sound than okay, like she's not going to do anything that's going to blow you away. I think that that's a fair assessment. But yes, to our to our larger point, there was a <laughs> quite thing, and then uh, I guess Sasha and Bailey, neither of them are getting uh, the matches they wanted at Evolution since yeah. Trish and Lita are both booked with other women now. Yeah, Lita's uh, wrestling Aunt Mickey. Aunt Mickey is wrestling old Amy third place, and it's <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever said. <laughs> it's I have no comeback for it. <laughs> it's like, boy, that sounds sounds absolutely terrible. I really like Lita. <laughs> it's like I told her to her face that <laughs> you liked her less. That's all. <laughs> like her less. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that that's the the newest. Uh, any other any anything else from Raw that happened aside from uh, Drew Gulak beating up the Shield in the main event? Like I had that thing. Oh, oh, Drew and Dolph won the tag belts, and Drake Mavericks, <laughs> <laughs> the mascot, uh, ventriloquist doll, <laughs> ventriloquist dummy mascot of AOP, who are no longer called the Authors of Pain because that's too much to remember. They're just AOP. Well, sure, Vince. Vince isn't going to remember that. So Vince doesn't watch NXT, as you can take away from every NXT star that's come to the main roster. Just look at how they've been treated. Sure, sure. Um, I think Nakamura was probably the highest paid of all of them, and so Vince at some point was like, "Well, we got to kind of push this guy just because of how much we're paying him." And then you can see how that ended. He, he, they never gave him the world title. Yeah. Um. So I don't think Vince watches NXT, and so he doesn't get any of these NXT acts, uh, which is why like Sanity has never won a match <laughs> on TV since they got called up, or you know Sarah Logan is just a tackling dummy for the rest of the division, and they called they had to call Dana Brooke up because she was blonde, and then they just beat her like a drum, <laughs> made her a geek. Um. Anyway, it feels like maybe the authors of pain might have a shot just because they're gigantic but then like they're off tv forever and then they just want to squash match this week and they're the trading wins with titus worldwide and, and their manager is a, a british ventriloquist dummy <laughs> i'm sure he, i'm sure he's very good on that 205 live show or so do, we have, do we have a picture of drake maverick <laughs> He's a cut to This is a new bit we're doing, everybody, where we're going to pitch to what are clearly visual <laughs> gags here on this audio show. And you just have to sort of imagine what the what the visuals might be. Maybe sometimes we'll explain what the visuals are, but either way, I am I am married to this bit now. Awesome. SmackDown. It was the week before a go home show. So the baby faces got the win on the heels. And then next week on the go home show, the heels will beat down the baby faces. Yeah. It's like you've watched one of those before, you know, 700 of them or so. Yeah. I think the most notable thing for SmackDown for me was that they did a Charlotte and Becky Lynch segment. And Becky is like the new stone cold Steve Austin. Like, like it really feels like 
they have something and I feel like maybe they know it, but they still want to control the crowd response. So they had Charlotte and Becky backstage, like quote unquote via satellite, even though they were just backstage and they did a pre-tape and there's only two reasons you would do a pre-tape. One is you don't have time. And so you don't want to put them in front of a live crowd where segments can run long and blah, 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 blah. Or two, you want to be able to turn the crowd down <laughs> at certain <laughs> points. Like when they uh, started chanting for Becky and booing Charlotte when she was speaking. Uh, so I, I feel like they are still kind of trying to fight this Becky thing. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think they always will. I do think there's a chance uh, that Becky's going to win the belt at Hell in a Cell in service of... Uh, then allowing Charlotte to win it back at WWE Evolution, uh, where she will break Trish Stratus's record and become the greatest woman that has ever lived, or whatever they'll say. Gosh. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it only took her like three years to beat that. What the hell was wrong with Trish? Ugh. She only won seven, and she was around for like ten years. Ugh. What she a loser. Was, she was around for six years. What a loser. She had she got hurt as champion. Yeah, <laughs> she just, phony injury. She's a loser. And she just took the title home with her. <laughs> they didn't even ask her to drop the title. They're just like, nah, you can keep it. <laughs> and then she just came back and started defending it again. Yep. That's great. It's a different time. Anyway, but uh yeah, so I think I think because they'll look at it as We'll we'll give Becky a Daniel Bryan moment sort of thing where she'll win the belt. But as always, as was the original plan with Daniel Bryan before he got hurt, that was in service of letting him have his time in the sun so that he could lose to Brock, so Brock could lose to Roman. So it's always going to be in service. Whatever stories they are telling, as I've mentioned before on the show, are going to be in service of getting their favorites over. So... This, in the end, no matter what happens with Becky, whether they keep swimming upstream and try to really make her a heel, they did edit out the parts where she healed on the crowd. So it seems like maybe they figured it out a little bit that what they were doing wasn't working. But as you mentioned this week, they clearly wanted to. It's the reverse of Roman Reigns. They mute the crowd so you can't hear them cheer instead of uh, you know what they yeah. usually do for Reigns' pay-per-view matches. Um, it's almost like maybe they change their mind a lot yeah so well i mean we'll have to wait and see but i could see a scenario where either becky wins so that charlotte can break the record or there's always the ever popular and safe bet that charlotte just wins clean well once again i feel i've said too much i don't know where to go from here man this becky thing feels special and it feels less special the more they try to control it well that's i mean they hate when something happens organically now which is hilarious because like things that <laughs> happened in wrestling over the years always happen pretty darn organic like steve austin was a heel like austin 316 was supposed to be a heel promo there's 11,600 reasons <laughs> that whether or not all in was truly organic it, the people believe that it was organic and they feel that they're part of it and that's why yeah. that thing, that's why that thing worked <laughs> and and also it's like it's a product where they over and over again showed hey fans we're gonna give you what you want 
<laughs> we're going to reward you for investing your time in these characters. As silly and wacky as some of the Being the Elite storylines may be, fans invest in that, and then it is paid off in a way that is pleasing to them. So, yeah, there's there's lessons all over the place to be learned. But I don't know. She's... <laughs> Becky Lynch is, is is the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that's what I think that's what we're ending on this week. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Oh, they they announced a new mixed match challenge. Yes, uh, I was. <laughs> Sasha, Sasha's teaming with our pal Bob Lashley. <laughs> I wonder why Vince put them together. You know, my wife became a uh, WWE viewer about three years ago now, th- almost four years ago now, and. Uh, we were going down the I was rattling off the pairings tonight and she didn't really re- react. And then she saw like on Instagram or something, she saw a photo of, and she's like, they're pairing all the people of color together. <laughs> <laughs> like they paired gender with Alicia. Yes. Yes, they are. In fact, yeah. <laughs> is that the, well, it seems I was trying I to think explain the phrase is dog whistle. Well, yeah, but there's this, there's a wrestling specific, uh, one, um, I think it's like Bill Watts is the obvious, you know, promoter who yeah. was who was pretty racist. So I, I'll go ahead and say it's the Bill Watts rule, but I don't know. But anyway, there's a name of racist promoter here rule where which was uh, two African American wrestlers either must team together or feud. Yes, so there's that. But uh, hey, uh, Finn and Bailey are going to be a team. Yeah, that's cool. Remember that when they were like a meme couple in NXT like six years ago? Oh, I'm being told that was only like two years ago, but <laughs> it feels so much longer. Finn, Finn should quit, by the way. Oh, yeah. By the way, he, uh, Smiling Finn, uh, got to lose clean to, uh, to, to big heel brawn. And by the way, we're talking about them possibly even slightly deviating from their original plans on Becky. They didn't. That's they didn't learn anything because they're doing the exact same thing with Braun. So it's gonna have it's gonna have to be case by case, I guess. They're gonna have it's gonna require the entire crowd revolting repeatedly for them to change their mind on each individual character. Kevin Owens was just back on TV this week. Yeah, speaking of people that that's that's some nitro BS right there. In fact, yeah. that exact scenario happened on Nitro like three hundred times. I'm sure. Where like a guy quit and then was just back the next week or was back on Thunder. Yeah. So yeah, that Raw is Raw is not good. And uh, but hey, uh, the B team lost, uh, which is good <laughs> news. But the bad news is they lost them to Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, who Dolph I hate and Drew I just I'm so bored. I'm so bored whenever he's on my television, man. I can't. Sure, he's a lovely man, good, decent worker. Just snoozes for me, man. So that the team of Dolph and 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 uh, Drew, it's it's just like this mixture of boredom and contempt that I have, and it's just ugh. better hey, than the B team, though. True. Hey, do you think they're trying to kill Jeff Hardy off? Because I think like in two weeks he's going to jump off the top of a cell, and I think maybe that's going to be it for Jeff for a while. Yeah, I think they're, <laughs> they made it to mention Jeff, who has said in interviews how he doesn't do the swanton, the regular swanton, uh, except for TVs anymore. 
because it hurts so bad to do them. And if you watch the way he lands on guys, that's very evident. Yep. Um, and yeah, no, but they've apparently convinced him or he convinced himself, however this works, to uh, do one off the top of a cage. So I don't know, man. It's, yeah, I think I think this will be it for Jeff for a while. And Matt Hardy's doing Matt Hardy things on Twitter and is maybe an agent who knows there's going to be one. I, I don't I don't I don't really care if we're being if we're being totally honest. God bless him. Yeah. But yeah, overall, uh, all in big, big, big time pluses uh, kind of all around for that show. Excited and interested in what that could mean for the future of professional wrestling. And WWE is same as it ever was, with the exception of maybe Shawn Michaels coming back to wrestle. That minor detail. Yeah, not not good right now. Not good. All right, got anything else? No, I think we're uh, we're all tapped out. All right, good. So, till next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. We will be back very soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Farewell. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. We can get into that when we get into the show. Do we have any for air bonus material, or should I just like you know put Norm McDonald stand up in there or something? What to do, everybody? What to do? I'm doing a, <laughs> I'm doing a puppet show. <laughs> it's uh it's our new segment. We're gonna have puppets, and it's it's only an audio. <laughs> I always like the idea of introducing characters that you can't see, so. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense to you. Like you could just say it's another person, but you specifically tell them you're using a puppet. It's but it's only an audio. But it's the medium you you can consume this is only through audio. It's like <laughs> why are you telling me it's a puppet? Why don't you just pretend it's another character on the show? <laughs> I don't know, but I want you to know it's a puppet. Let's talk about Bernie. This is your your new film, and yeah. we'll get to the what it's about in just a second. But I was impressed. I know you can sing, but. You sing some gospel music in this, and you do a nice job. Thank you, yeah. I, I had never sung gospel before. Uh, you know, raised a Jew. I didn't sing the songs of Christ. But uh, interesting thing is that uh, singing it came very naturally, and I figured out why. It's kind of the other side of the coin of heavy metal. 
Because when you think about it, metal is all about antichrist. Right. And there would be no antichrist without Christ. Yeah. And there would be no gospel, no, there would be no metal without gospel. Yes. And the, the two are kind of co-joined. And if you're a true musician in that field, you've got to know both sides of the coin. Very cool. Can we please play a little clip of me singing gospel? Yeah, what's, I think we have a clip from the movie of, uh, Thanks, here Nicole. we go. <laughs> Just as I am without one was shed for me and that thou be Beautiful music. I mean, the melodies are just... You were getting kicked out of that Jewish school. <laughs> <laughs> but can we just... They're not watching. <laughs> no, they're not watching now. Uh, you play in this film... Uh, uh, this is an actual real story. You play a convicted murderer. I'm going to become really Jewish. looking forward to reconnecting with my roots. I yeah. got my bar mitzvah. Don't worry. Wow. You're not getting in any Sorry. trouble. What was that question? Uh, You're really worried about this school I'm a little stuff. Worried. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. If you have a problem with that Jewish school, I'll talk to him. Yeah. No, listen. We've got good songs. I mean, Conan O'Brien's in good there. God, <laughs> Came the fire, the burnt the stick, and beat the ball that hit the cat. No, oh, no. it's too late. I'm out. Now you're ruining it. Exactly. The only difference would be that I would make money off of it. So. <laughs> Correct. What, like two free hats once yeah. every once every two years isn't enough for you? <laughs> you still have some of that coffee, I think. So do I, because I can't find because Jim Keurig <laughs> designs his stupid machines so that you can't use adapters that anyone else makes you have to buy keurig brand things mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> and if you question that they'll call you out on twitter for being a big dummy who tried to use a <laughs> no. non-keurig branded keurig cup <laughs> right right i'm sorry you stupid effing <laughs> moron Ugh. isn't it an well you know I don't know how much that thing cost because it was a wedding gift, but I assume that coffee machine is like $250 or something. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell kind of <laughs> operation are you running over here? <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, there's some Keurig stuff for the both. Long story short, capitalism is bad. Yeah. And... It's a, yeah. God said in a I try to keep on keeping on.